They shoot the shit. They shoot, they shoot the shit. Shoot, 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 shit, shit, shit. Shooting the shit with Chippa. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Shooting the Shit with Chippa. As always, I am your host, Chris Chipman, a.k.a. The Chippa. Before I get into my returning special guest, I'd like to thank my $15 or more a month patrons. They are Mason Christopher Finnick, Patricia Chipman, Hugh K. Campbell Jr., Alex Peregrine, Kevin CV, Mike the Gatherer, Tyler Freshcorn, Mark Price. Collaborating online, Alex Shaw, Seth Comfort, Seth Decker, Andrew Krause, and Little Nikki. And to my newest patrons, Jessica Gronsbell, Jordi Collado, and David Fleming. Thank all of you so much. Could not do this without your support. Particularly now, at the time of recording this, I'm going through some rough times. So I appreciate all of you, always. And um, this episode is brought to you by a very good friend of mine, Steve Brennan's. Actually, he's one of my very best friends. Has a Let's Play channel he just started on YouTube called Skeeter Plays. That's S-K-E-E-T-E-R Plays. He's been playing a lot of games that I've never heard of before. Um, and uh, they're awesome. And he usually has a friend come along. I'll be on that show um, in the near future. So go over there and check it out. He's looking to get some views. Um, so good on Steve. And with that, I welcome back my good friend and collaborator, Stefan. Um, we've kind of started a little niche when he comes on here of comparing films or talking about films that are similar or films that came out close by to each other. So today we're going to be talking about some fun ones. Uh, Stefan, as always, you know, tell people who you are, man. Yeah, well, I'm Stefan. You can find me on Scream Forever 1. On Twitter, I follow... Uh, everything that uh, Chris does, basically. And, uh, yeah, I love doing these. I think we should kind of start our own show, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I, I think I do too much already, but I do think at least give the episodes when well, you come on and do this a name. name. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What was, yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be like a regular thing. Oh, no, yeah. no, no. It's 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 yeah. just funny when I think about it. It's like, oh, God, I get it. Because I've had some other people being like, you should come do a show on our channel. I'm like, I think I do enough. Fuck. <laughs> oh, but no, yeah, we got we to gotta come up with a cool name for this. We'll work on yeah. that. Mm -hmm. um, all right. So we, good sir, um, are talking about two films that came out mere months from each other and our remakes of films that came out very close to each other as well. And we're kind of dealing with the same, I think initial, uh, not subject matter, but inspiration for their existence. Um, these are the haunting and the house on haunted Hill from 1999. Um, before we get into, you know, talking about each one, did you see both of these in theaters? I did. I did Me see them in theaters. I saw the haunting, uh, with my mom and then, uh, House on Haunted Hill, I saw with uh, an older friend of mine. His name is Mike. Uh, he he was like a, a friend of my. The, he was the, the so he, he, uh, he, he was the son of my mom's uh, friend, and he worked at the movie theater, so he could like get me in to a bunch of you know the R-rated movies like this one uh scream three from hell nice nice yeah, he was great um you know i felt like i was cool <laughs> yeah um you know we talked about you know as a kid watching like you know r-rated movies on the big screen 
and just seeing the extreme content in front of you just felt, you know, like such a rush. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I was about God shit. How I was 16 in 99. And uh, so, yeah, I, uh, you know, the haunting was a PG 13, but House and Haunted Hill, my brother had to take me. And yeah. uh, oh, man, I it, getting into talking about that one, especially because that one kind of came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I did, like, again, this was, you know, early doldrums of the internet, right? You know, so, so like, there wasn't, you know, a whole bunch of us following, you know, maybe Fangoria had it, but, uh, right. you know, the, the haunting got a big press push in the house and haunted hill kind of just popped out of nowhere. And it's like, Oh wow, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, um, I guess I'll, I'll start with the haunting. Um, we might sure. as well start with, with a spoiler alert, the one that sucks. <laughs> we'll just... yeah, it's the one it's the one that came before too yeah. so it's before so yeah go ahead all right so I'll jump into this so this movie came out july 23rd 1999 it was directed by um you know action movie wonderkind at the time jan de bont who had just come off the coattails of speed and twister and i don't know if he had made speed two yet i forgot to look that up but that kind of he, he did he did. that just kind of blew everything up for him and i think this one put a nail in the coffin <laughs> but uh, this movie had an 80 million dollar budget and you know for the time a lot of that you know i've always had such a hard time with this movie because the production design and sets and set pieces are fucking great oh it's gorgeous then and then everything they do in cgi is not and that's the biggest problem with this is it 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 just it, it blew it and um you know on an, and the audiences showed that on an eighty million dollar budget worldwide, it only made one hundred and seventy million. So yeah. that's just double, and that does not make for um, good money making, particularly with a big summer tentpole film. Right, and and I, I think as far as the effects, you know, I mean, maybe I don't know how they were received back then. I think they did oh. get. Some, I don't remember, but I mean, today they they definitely have not aged well. No, even back then, like a lot, like the cherub kids moving and stuff, all that stuff was really cool. Mm-hmm. The fact that the movie had a shitload of practical effects and it was cool, but it's yeah. really that third act reveal of the ghost haunting the place that the like it, getting up and walking around. It's terrible. It, it looks like it looks like a bad like offshoot from a Shrek movie, but worse. Um, yeah. And it's a bummer because. You know, I said, like you said, the internet wasn't around um, no. or was, wasn't around as far as pushing for films. Like this was the early days of Ain't It Cool News. Maybe we saw something in Fangoria or in Entertainment Weekly or something like that. But I was so excited for this movie because I loved the original Haunting and the original Haunting of Hill House. The old black and white films. The Haunting was Robert Weiss. The Haunting of Hill House was William Castle. And, you know, the the Haunting was more of a serious spook show movie and the haunting of hill house was the over the top william castle thing you know and and it had the you i'm assuming you've seen the teaser trailer to this i sent it to you yes it's it's great like that that is how you do a teaser trailer for a horror that is how you do and i was so psyched they were making this because again at the time jan de bont wasn't making bad films you know and I watched all the HBO like making of specials and they went through finding, you know, the house. And again, Liam Neeson, like this was, you know, Star Wars, Liam Neeson, right. And the dark man, Liam Neeson. It's like, this is awesome that he's in this. 
They had Catherine Zeta-Jones, who was a huge draw at the time. Owen Wilson, who was just in every fucking thing at the time. Lily Taylor, who is great in many other movies. The dialogue in this is terrible. And, oh, uh, Bruce, yeah. The, the, Bruce Dern, man. It's dreadful. Yeah, I, I forgot he was in that. Yeah, he's the uh, the groundskeeper, and he was he, mm. he did like the spooky um, like Scooby Doo thing like really well in this, and it it's a shame because again the cast is great, the house is great, even a lot of the reveals like the first three quarters of the movie has a lot of great shit going on, and they just botch it one with terrible dialogue, a story oh, yeah, that off, off the script was just awful, a story that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. I mean, it's kind of the story of the original haunting, but at the same time, it's kind of not. And it just kind of, yeah, it's like, like, like you said, you and I said, when we were talking before, it is a perfect example of a completely botched opportunity. Like they had, they had a great idea. They had great production designers and they just blew it. Poor execution. Yeah. 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 Like, like great concept. Poor execution, absolutely. And so um, this summer, say? oh sorry, the, the summer when this came out was um, the year that I I had broken my leg between um, between uh, two years of high school, and um, so this is between freshman year and sophomore year of high school, and my um, mother and brother and sister and I would do um, double features, so the you know a couple of big movies that were out. And so, um, actually, I think we did this one as a triple feature, if I'm not mistaken. Was this the same summer that Lake Placid came out? Yep, and uh, Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. Like you said you okay. saw them. Yeah. Same. So, so we, we saw this as a triple feature with Lake Placid and Deep Blue Sea. It was a big family outing. And this was the movie that all of us were the most excited about. You know, like, Deep Blue Sea looked like it would be fun. Lake Placid looked like it would be fun, but we expected those to be the bad movies of the evening, you know, quote unquote. And this one would be, you know, the the big draw. So we we saw this one first, and I'm so glad that the other two movies were as so as much fun as they were because we got out of this one so freaking bummed out, and we're like, well, we expected the other two to kind of not be that great, and they just ended up being so much fun and it fixed the evening. Like we came out so happy and we were like, yeah, we don't even fucking remember seeing the haunting. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, yeah. So, I mean, with me, like I said, nothing really too exciting. I saw with my mom in theaters, you know, she's always been a, a at least an avid horror fan. I would say she kind of cycles through phases. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm thinking like, I mean, it definitely, it definitely didn't scare me. Definitely did not. Uh, the most memorable part was Owen Wilson just getting his head knocked off. Yes. I loved that I remember, bit. Um, yeah. And, uh, and it's funny how, yeah, he will like, I guess, yeah, her, um, Eleanor did, die at the yeah she did die at the end and uh i okay i always have to remind myself to this day that Catherine zeta jones is british not spanish because of of a job she did in mask of zorro to this day i have to remind myself of that and it's the it's the zeta right her the way the way that she was in the mask of zorro and then that you always kind of go wait a minute what 
God, The Mask of Zorro is such a good fucking movie. That's that a, was a topic for a different day. Yeah, when I saw in theaters, which yeah, that another that that movie has aged very well. It really has. It was made at a perfect time yeah. and with a with a uh, attention to sets and practical yes. stuff because that because that moment in time when they were trying to do CGI stuff in movies was not working for action films. Yeah. Well, and the whole kind of like, you know, action sequences with the swashbuckling. Cause I remember, you know, seven years before was hook yep. and a common complaint people had about that movie was that it felt really uninspired, which I personally did not agree with, but you know, no, I, I, I don't agree either. Yeah. I, I, and, and then seven years later, Zorro just, you know, wow. No, that Mask of Zorro movie ate every um, like action movie in that vein its lunch at that moment yeah. in time. It was just like, hey, this is how you do this. Like, why aren't people making more movies like this right now? <laughs> you know? And it had a yeah. hell of a fucking cast, too. Oh, God, yeah. yeah it, was, it was great. I can't. Uh, not not going to speak much about the sequel, though. Yeah, the sequel's a weird one. The sequel, like it was a mistake to make it PG and um, they just like, they made Catherine Zeta Jones character just so unlikable. I remember she was just very whiny. Yeah. It is a misstep for sure. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's how not great the haunting is. It makes us want to talk about Zorro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but it, um, is, it is, it is a huge bummer because you know, it is. Uh, I love the gothic imagery. I love the look of the inside of the place. Um, <laughs> I love the sequence with the bed, the bed coming to life and having like the spider oh, yeah. legs. Yeah, no, that's great. And again, I guess, you know, it's like Jan de Bond. This is, he's not a horror director, you no. know, and, and this movie, like everything good that they put into it to make it a horror movie, the rest of it, he kind of stages like action set pieces and so <laughs> they don't it it doesn't gel you know it it it, it doesn't gel right um it was just a, it was a misstep they they right. i i don't know why you get i mean because De, debon's had a hell of a career he was a cinematographer before he he did yeah. this stuff and you know and again i i've gone back and revisited speed there's some iffy things um, you know, just from the time period in Speed, but Speed is still a hell of fun action movie. You know, yeah. and Twister, Twist, Twister is a great disaster movie. You know, Definitely. yeah, yeah, and Speed Two. It's like I just, it's just amazing that it could go from like that. You know, from Speed to Speed Two. It's like yeah, Speed, speed Two is is one of the most like you just sit there the whole time going what, like, yeah. <laughs> How, There's a laundry so, list of things wrong with that movie. It's so weird. That's yeah. yeah, like it's just so strange. Like it it I don't know what they thought they were making, but it doesn't feel like a sequel to the other movie. That no. first and foremost. Um it, just, it would have been a standalone film, it would have been better received. Like I think The Lost World might have been better received, you know, if it was not like attached to Jurassic Park. Yeah, no, that's that's very very fair. I I think um, and I think the the Lost World, and again, I, we, you and I are gonna do a show about about that movie. Yeah. So, but the Lost World, it just it it feels so mean. I guess is the word. 
I'm looking for with it. Like Spielberg doesn't make mean movies. And that no. movie just feels like there's no nothing really redeeming about many of the people in it. And like the oh, um, no. the 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 deaths and the action just felt mean. It didn't feel like there wasn't a fun or a playfulness to it. And you know, the uh, the movie <laughs> we'll be comparing it to, on the other hand, was fucking fun and a blast all the way through. Yeah. Um, and so it's just, it's, it's so weird. Um, it, it's, it's so weird how, uh, something like Spielberg, you know, and again, I, I still hold up that. I don't think that gentleman has made an altogether terrible film. He's made mm-hmm. some that have just not worked and been missteps like the lost world. But even when he makes something that's not good, quote unquote, it's still a blast to watch and lost world is pretty close to just being a freaking chore to get through. And, yeah. and that's such a bummer because he's actually having fun at the end. Mm-hmm. You know what I and, mean? Even though yeah. it doesn't fit, he actually seems to be having fun when the T-Rex gets to mainland. Like, See, it's like, all right, all right. The movie like, like is, is having fun here. <laughs> and, and that's the part of the movie I don't like, but we'll right. talk about. No, no, time. I agree. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so speaking of Spielberg, you know who was originally ta- attached to do the haunting? No. Uh, it was going to be a Spielberg, Stephen King. No uh, shit. Um, yeah. How, how amazing would that have been? Oh, the my two God. Them collaborating with something that that would have been incredible. I, I think we need to make that happen still. It was I wonderful. Think- it was wonderful in Ready Player One to get um, Spielberg doing his little Stephen King uh, Kubrick homage there. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen it, but oh yeah, yeah. Oh, we we could do an episode about the um uh the uh like like talking about The Shining, you know, the book versus the movie. Which I have my opinions on that. Oh, that'd um, be great. Yeah. Uh, All right. So so again. This is why talking about the haunting just makes us want to talk about things that are good. So I'll let you, I'll let yeah. you seg into, and I, I just wanted to, to give a little um, intro to, and then there comes the house in Haunted Hill, which was the first. I just, yeah. just want to say one more thing. So yeah. the, um, uh, the house in the haunting, you know, I've always yes. loved mansions, old timey mansions. Um, it kind of reminded me of one of my favorite movies as a kid, Ooh, uh, the secret yeah. garden. The Secret Garden. You've oh, seen that? Shit, yeah. Have you seen the Hallmark TV version? In addition no. to the the Hallmark TV version aired like maybe six years before, and they used the same mansion that was in um Downton Abbey. Oh, cool. That's it's just awesome. gorgeous. It's and I wanna say was it might have been the same mansion in Batman Begins. I don't remember. They looked very similar. Yeah, I keep I thought I tried to look that up and couldn't confirm or deny but I, I think it is the wayne manor mansion for batman yeah, Begins. i just i just love that that period and that's the haunting was yeah, the the period like the you know around 1900 I, that's my favorite period in history the the gilded age if you want to say yep. that yep. i love i love that period in history like the like the kind of like like I've, I've always been really fascinated with the titanic yeah the whole oh yeah the ship the tragedy yeah um uh titanic honor and glory computer game coming out eventually it's like this massive project getting work on it for years i can't wait yeah no i was uh, i was following that for a bit i had i had a good friend that was like super obsessed with the yeah. 
and so they sent me that stuff and I was like, oh shit, this is crazy. Yes. Um yeah. Do you remember um Titanic Adventure Out of Time? The computer game? Yes. Yes, I do. Oh, it was incredible. That was incredible game. Very you want to talk a scary non-horror game. That's yeah. one. Oh yeah, there, no, that that was that was a cool there, idea. Yeah, I know. Um yeah, uh should we segue into House on Haunted Hill? Yeah, no, I was just gonna say, I you know, I'm I I, I want to let you talk about it, but it was just I I love the old William Castle films. And I don't know if you know a lot about what William Castle used to do, but he yeah, was the, the gimmick, he was a gimmick filmmaker, right? So like the Which, Tingler. Why, why, don't, why don't they do those anymore? Why don't they do them? Wouldn't it be great? I think the 4D cinemas that a lot of places are having are trying to like bring that kind of thing back. But I yeah. just loved the I loved the idea of a guy coming in and going to a theater. Okay, on every fifth seat, I'm going to install this like electric shock vibration thing. And then the movie is going to tell the crowd that the thing's loose in there. And it's like, I love that kind of shit. The, the best the best one they did, I thought, was um uh I think there was it was called Maniac. Yes. Oh, off of Psycho. I think was that the one with uh, Joan Crawford, yes. I believe. There. And and I know this gimmick by heart because so uh when I when I saw paranormal, the original paranormal activity in theaters, that was a throwing experience. My God. So it was, uh, uh, there was a new kind of indie art house in Duluth called cinema had just opened up and the place was packed, sold out. And beforehand they had an old time reel from that period. I mean, it's not really old, like, you know, 62, whenever that movie came out and they were covering that movie and kind of the whole gimmick, like the, the coward's corner or whatever it was called. And it kept like looping around before the movie. So we like memorized the whole thing by heart. It was really, really fun. Yeah, that, oh, that paranormal activity was the closest I've ever had to like a genuine, you know how you see like, like commercials for scary movies that show like yep. inside the theater with night vision and alleged, you know, real audiences that are so yep. frightened. You know, you know, they're most of them are fake, but paranormal activity was like the, the odd, just the sense of dread, like every night going forward and it's just like oh my god you know no, that yeah. movie scared the shit out of me and i that i first movie is frightening i saw that um in one of those you know hey your town's gonna have this thing and like i had heard you know yeah. the in- internet kind of going nuts about this and i'm like you know what i'm gonna go to one of these screenings so i went by myself yeah. and i came home and was telling everyone when this movie comes out in theaters you have to fucking see it that's, don't read anything about it yeah, my, my uh, a, fr- a friend of ours, the friend that I saw it with, um, our friend was going to school in Boulder, and they had a special screening, and she's like, "Yeah, it's it's insane." And again, it's it's so simple, and that's what makes it so great. It's so simple, and yet it because it's so simple, like it's like I, I left it, and I'm like that movie was badass, and that movie scared the shit out of me, and then I was like, you know, I'm there. It was good, but I'm, I'm, you know, I, I think I'm over it. Like, you know, and then I went to sleep that night Ooh, and, yeah. and, and I woke up in the middle of the night and just got caught in my head. And it's like, if I turn and Sarah is standing up, like just kind of switching in the corner next to the bed, I'm going to jump out a fucking window right now. You know what nope. I mean? Nope. 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 Yeah. And I told uh, you about Vince, Vincent the other night that I told him when, when I turned the light off. Oh, the, yeah, exactly. Oh, and he was just 
there. I'm like, oh my god. Um, and, and, and I gotta give that that series, you know, credit for at least they really up until about the fourth one, and and then that yeah. the mark the marked ones I really liked, but the, yeah. the fourth if one was kind of like okay, are not that good. But and even and, I, and and even even those have their moments. They do, but yeah. that third movie, the third one, the third, third one. The third one's probably my favorite. Yeah. The third yeah. one just, and again, you, you and I both share a love for found footage, uh, but that third one just did so many inventive things. And that's why I was really bummed about the fourth one. Cause yeah. it was directed by the same people. It's the guys that did catfish and catfish is awesome. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, this is going to be great. And then I watched the fourth one and I went, Oh, uh, you ran out of ideas. Shit. Yeah, I know. It, it, uh, that's that's when the series jumped the shark for yeah. sure. And it's a yeah. shame because the the third one has the best third act of any of the movies. Oh that, my! Oh my god! That, that reveal of that. what was going on, and then like the, I love I love when when found footage movies build to a crescendo and you uh-huh. get stuck in the middle of something that is above and beyond the understanding of what you've seen in the movie so far. And that when he, when he goes down the hall with the camera, she does, and the door opens, and that those witches are all standing there, and you look out, and there's like a burning like pentagram in the front yard, and I'm like, this is awesome, and then the and the movie just ends, and I'm like, yes, this is how you do this, like, oh yeah. fuck yeah, um, the the last exorcism did that too, and I was very yeah, very kind of which which came first because whichever one kind of ripped off a little bit. Oh, the last exorcism came way after. I think it was produced yeah. by Lauren Pelly as well. So it kind of oh, like fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because what I was saying about um, the the House in Haunted Hill remake, I know they they yeah. did like a contest where you could like a scratch off to yep. win a million dollars, and that's another movie with a great trailer, by the way. Great oh, it trailer. Really, it really yes. does have a great trailer. Yes, and. Um, they were going because yeah, I I love the Dark Castle productions. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I I love I love the idea of bringing back like the William yes. Castle brand. I thought Even that was really just, cool. Just House on Haunted Hill and Thirteen Ghosts, which I like Thirteen Ghosts. A oh, lot of people like it. It was it was House on the Hill, Thirteen Ghosts, and Ghost Ship actually. Ghost Ship was not a remake though. No, it wasn't. But that was still Dark Castle production. Yeah, and well, I else. I love Ghost Ship. Ghost Ship is not a good movie, but like it's I, it's I'm watching it I, the reveal on Ghost Ship of it's like no, this is the the villain in this. It, he's basically doing like a mass exodus. He chartered this entire ship to bring a lot of souls all at the same time across the river Styx and I'm like that is awesome. Yes yeah. movie. Yes. Like that's so well, fucking uh, cool. Dark Castle had more productions. They also did ha- the House of Wax remake, which I oh, I, yeah, love. I forgot about I that. Of that movie, I yeah. love that movie. It, even though it did kind of run a little too long, I generally believe that most horror movies, especially slasher movies, could not do not should or sorry should not run over a hundred minutes. With Agreed. the scream, the scream movies are rare exceptions. Well, but the scream uh, movies are rare exceptions because they're meta. They they have a lot more yeah. they need to do with the premise than just the narrative. So they, yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, oh god, yeah, H- House of Wax is one of my most fun theater going experiences ever. But yeah, we'll talk about that another time. Um, uh, but yeah, so House and Haunted Hill, I yes, I, the 
the original House on Haunted Hill was the first, one of the first, if not the first, quote unquote, adult horror movies I ever saw. Um, yeah, if you're, by the way, uh, listeners, if you've never seen the original, go, it's in, it's in public domain. It's easy to find on YouTube. It's only 75 minutes. Do yourself a favor and watch it. It's, it's, it's a phenomenal. blast. It's so good. Um, uh, and yeah, there, there was a house in Duluth. There is a house in Duluth that looks a lot like the outside of that house. That's I knocked cool. on there once when I was canvassing and the owner was a total asshole. It was such a shame. Uh, but I digress. And um, yeah, so uh, House on Haunted Hill, uh, you know, I saw it in theaters, like I said, and it really, it did not disappoint. To me, it's the opposite of the haunting and that you know there there is cgi and yeah some of the cgi maybe has not aged well but the practical effects are just phenomenal and it's fucking scary it's it's scary if nothing else just like the really the sped up imagery yeah like the part when when um when price was looking through the camera and you could see uh the doctor whatever his name was yeah, God, the the actor, he's from Reanimator. What's his name? Oh, yeah. Jeffrey, Jeffrey something. Combs. Yeah. Jeffrey Jeffrey Combs, yeah. And um just that scene. Um have you ever seen a movie called Necronomicon? Yes, I have. Yeah. That's a really underrated film, which also never gotten a DVD or Blu-ray release in the States. No shit. No, no, another one of those movies. Um but yeah, so I uh, I want to read this as a review or part of a review that I agree I agree with this hundred percent with the movie. Okay, from Mick LaSalle of the San Francisco Chronicle said, mm-hmm. "House on Haunted Hill is the kind of horror movie that's not a bit scary and quite a bit gross, yet it's also mildly even pleasantly entertaining, at least by the diminished standards set by the summer's The Haunting." It sets up hostile relationships between the characters, which allows the audience to wonder who is doing what to whom. Finding out is not so interesting, but getting there isn't so bad. Mm. I think that kind of sums it up succinctly. Uh, Yeah, I mean, and one comparison that I saw that I forgot about that I love that they both made is how, like, the supernatural elements were able to, like, like, um, uh, God, why am I blanking on this word? Like, like I intercept, they were able to intercept, uh, you know, technology to lure people in, like in the haunting, they were like, where called you. I didn't meet you, you know, till this, till two days ago. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and in the haunting, by the way, Jesse and I were wondering about this. So we rewatched it the other day, uh, uh, Myself, Jesse, and Dan, it's the haunting is like one movie Dan loved. So uh we all rewatched it. And where were the caretakers? Because weren't they there every like they came back during the day, but we never saw them other than the beginning and the end. Yeah, it's really weird, right? You'd think the caretakers would have stumbled upon it, or if the caretakers are just somehow malevolently like intertwined with the uh with the negative energy in the house, I have no idea. Wasn't that implied at the end, I guess, with like Bruce I, Stern? I think so, yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know. Like he's don't protecting want... it or something like that. I don't want to watch it and find out, really. No, it's not really worth it. <laughs> no. Um, and then 
the house and house on haunted hill the computer did that and even ali larder's character even said like how is that possible <laughs> like she she brought that up in the movie he's like how is that possible for that to happen i uh one of my favorite things about the house on haunted hill um well there's a, a few things but um one of my absolute favorites was Jeffrey Rush's Vincent Price impression. Oh, he was great. Because, you know, the, the character, I, I love when they do meta things like that. Mm-hmm. Like um, the character he's playing is the same quote unquote character Vincent Price played in the original, but he's doing a very over the top caricature of Vincent Price and he nails it. Yeah. Um, I, uh, there's a review in here that mentions, uh, uh, the Austin Chronicles, Mark Savlov echoed a similar sentiment writing. The nicest thing I can say about this remake of William Castle's 1958 shocker is that Jeffrey Rush, God bless him, sure can do a fine imitation of Vincent Price's original mustache, even better than John Waters, which is no mean feat. That's awesome. Um, I, I also absolutely love the opening credit sequence. I, I, I where has the where has the opening credit sequence gone? Do you know what I mean? Like I get, I get like this, you know, kind of more like elitist, like high art cinema thing of not having an opening credit role. It kind of, you know, pulls you in more, but I love super, um, um, interesting and well done. Like the, 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 the screws and the nails and the twisted wire and yarn and stuff making like the things. Um, one of the few directors that still does it consistently is Tim Burton. I was just thinking of that. Yeah, Tim Burton still does as, that. As a really iconic opening. Also, um, I I have had a long stemming fear of roller coasters that I think started with this movie. With the yep. I I love how Jeffrey Rush's character is a he's a thrill ride operator. He's an amusement park owner. And they start yeah. with like he, he puts I, I love how many great red herring horror moments this movie has where they they oh, start yeah. the movie the, the, the cold uh, open with the kids on the elevator that they think is dropping and okay, cool. So that's the scary part of the ride. And then they get on and they have the whole cart of people fly off. And it's just like, this is insane. And random, uh, random Lisa Loeb appearance. Yes. Yes. Lisa I love Loeb. this. And then wasn't it a, a spike from yep. Buffy? Yep. Yeah. Jesse pointed I, that out. I love the setups of, of how yeah. much of a prick, um, Yes. Jeffrey Rush, uh, Jeffrey Rush's character is this the conversation. I, wife is just gold. Yeah, and, and, and we're, I, gonna the, we're gonna talk to the women in this movie in a sec. Yes, no, exactly. It, it it gives you a lot of um. It's a really good setup that the original movie didn't have. You know, the original has Vincent Price doing that wonderful open thing, telling you about the place. And, these are, but I mean, he does introduce the people, but we don't you don't get much other than that. But I, I love this movie's little cold open there. And I also love it. It sets up that you they do a great job of showing actual fake gags that he has set up in the place. Yeah. So you immediately get a behind the scenes thing. So then when the crazy ass doctor, which I love, I'll watch any horror movie that takes place in a mental hospital. I even watched the yeah. sequel to this fucking movie and it's terrible. And I still ended up liking yeah, it a little bit. I don't know if I even finished it. <laughs> oh, it's God awful. It's God awful. Yeah. But, um, I mean, At they got Jeffrey, they, they, yeah. they got, they got Combs back. So that, that's, yeah, yeah I, um, yeah, I, I've actually been on that roller coaster in so real life. Cool. 
islands of adventure in florida the the if you take ava and jake to orlando skip disney world go to universal go to islands of adventure. oh yeah i know Uni- universal is amazing it's it's the best designed deep park i've ever been to no and uh, i've and i've been on that coaster too oh a long a long time after uh i saw the movie because it took me a yeah. while to... for for me it was only like a year or less than a year like geez like maybe a few months wow <laughs> yeah um the yeah and we're gonna so like the and the conversation he has with his wife and oh my god fam oh, why famka or famka whatever um why has that woman not had a bigger career she's amazing she is amazing she is just she is a gorgeous woman just yeah gay man i am like intimidated by her beauty and she's she normally she, plays strong badass <laughs> like takes no shit characters too which yes. are awesome like the fact the dynamic between the two of them in this in the very little amount of stuff that they give them to do you know is is so it's like yeah no they're both playing each other and it's and, yeah, they, just, and they like it the and you can just you can just feel you can just feel the vitriol between them Yes, you can. And it's She's so strong. It's such a good setup. And I, I love I love all of like the weird like like you said, technology things like that. That camera kind of picking up the weird stuff going on. Yes. I also I also love and, and this this is a critique that I'd have against some horror movies, but I love how all over the place the haunting and demons in this place are. Like how they, they jumps around by being, you know, creepy silent hill like stuff like the doctor running around to like more like demonic things and then full on like cg stuff yeah i um so i don't know if my sister ever saw this movie i don't think she did but okay so you mentioned you know the the video camera picking it up my sister so bridget wilson as you know in that movie uh my sister was the biggest Pete Sampras fan back in the day. And uh, Bridget Wilson, as you probably know, is Pete Sampras's wife. And yes. uh, yeah. And I don't know. I, I, my, cause she, she was, she died both in uh I know what you did last summer and this movie. <laughs> her, her death was fucking gruesome in both movies. Like, Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, and I really, uh, uh, I wonder what my sister would think of them. I brought I brought it up to her um, when uh, the podcast that won't be named reviewed. I know what you did last summer, and uh, I mentioned to her. I'm like, yeah, what did she? she I think she just kind of brushed it off, like, eh, you know, whatever. I'm like, just admit it. You you wanted to see her die so you could have your man. <laughs> she's a huge, awesome. huge fan of him, uh, and she's retired, which is a shame. I mean, I guess she never, never really was that huge. I mean, you know, she she made the right decision not being the Mortal Kombat sequel. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. Everybody made the right decision that didn't show up in that sequel, except like the two people who did. I read she turned down like a quarter million to rep- to not reprise her role. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I know, I know. Like, like, and she wasn't like a big actress at the time. Yeah. Uh, and then there's, uh, of course, Allie Larder, who is just great. Yeah, and again, like, was in a ton of stuff then, and is way better 
than she's normally given credit for. And I think that's, and that can be said about this whole cast. I mean, wasn't Tay Diggs in this cast too? Oh yeah. No. And Peter Gallagher, the, the both yeah. this haunting another similarity is they had great casts. Yeah. And they did so much more with their cast in this one. I feel like there, there's a lot more time for the characters. And again, we'll get into the third act of this movie. Like the third act of the haunting is a bit clunky. Um, but yeah, but it's still a lot more fun than the haunting was. And it's a lot more scary than the haunting was. Um, yeah. I, I do. I love the, the idea of this house being also the old mental hospital. It just, everything about it is so otherworldly and so strange. Um, yeah. The whole design of the place, the big, like hulking, like obelisk on the, you know, waterfront and everything. It's all so cool and different and strange. Yeah. Um, it has that late nineties, early two thousands, like, like techno, like, um, like iron yeah. and like almost oh. like steampunk kind of thing going on that. I love Barely that look. song on the soundtrack. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say that yeah. normally, like that's like a stunt casting type of use of a song and it fits so perfect right. with the, the show ups of the hearses. The, oh, Yes, the epitome of the soundtrack of what you mentioned is the first, uh, the first Resident Evil movie is yes. the epitome of that. Yeah, like no, the epitome of these, the early 2000s. These late 90s, early 2000s soundtracks, this one, like you said there, um, Resident Evil Spawn, I think Spawn tops all of them. That soundtrack is just fucking awesome. <laughs> Even though the movie's not. No, it is not. And I'm yeah. a huge Spawn fan, and I love that movie to death, and it's not good. I, right. It is not good at all, and I love it to death. I've Mostly, never seen it. You've never seen it? Oh, it's, it's, it is a giant, not, watch it. There's a ton of good stuff, and it's all hampered by some of the worst examples of bad CGI at the time. And it's uh-huh. a bummer because the the costume work, particularly on John Leguizamo as clown, is mm-hmm. some of the best. Like they had great, great effects artists working on this movie, and they botched it with the CGI. It it just completely takes you out, and it's a bummer because, mm-hmm. like I said, they they did a great job on some of the stuff. But God, that soundtrack is incredible. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and when you mentioned, you know, the end, the ending of House on Haunted Hill, uh, I love the the post credit scene. Yep. Oh that God, such, yeah. That is such a nice touch. It is so frightening and unsettling. And dare I say, I don't think they deserved that fate. At least not Price. No, that's exactly. I, 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 I like it's that mean. about it. Where it's it's mean. It, you know, and, and I like that about it. Instead of it being a like, yeah, give it to him. I took it as an audience member going, no, this is these malevolent spirits are fucking evil. Like that's yeah. the movie telling you that it's like, and oh god, yeah, the, it's it's such a good sequence. And and that's what I that's what I really adore about this movie is that mix of like old timey footage and like the old timey, like mental institution stuff. Um, you know, I, a year later, two years later, session nine came out and I, I just adore that fucking movie. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but I've seen 
at least half of it. And again, that's it, it's a big part of that is because I grew up around it. Like, you know, yeah. da- Danvers State Mental Hospital is what H.P. Lovecraft based Arkham on in the books. Okay. And and I grew up near it. Again, it closed when I was six. Right. And when they closed it, they just let all the patients back out into the city. So there was all these like, you know, ideas of like either people that were still like squatting in there because they had nowhere else to go or, you know, vice versa. And so filming yeah, the movie yeah, another, at- another great thing the Reagan administration did. Yo fucking Christ. Uh, I know. Oh. But yeah, um, you know, that being like an icon in the area of like, you know, this is what where all the teenagers would break into to drink. And there's tons of YouTube videos from people right. that had broke into it and like filmed, you know, before it closed down. You gotta, you gotta kind of watch. <laughs> um, do you remember that show? It was called scariest places on earth. Yes, I do. Which a lot of that show is fake by the yes. way. And, and here's an example um, I mean, other than the fact that it's come out, that a lot of it is fake. Uh, the um, uh, I was watching it with like a friend when I was in high school, and his sister was a nurse. We were all watching it together, and there was one part where they they were at a mental institution. It was like somewhere in Pennsylvania, and allegedly they couldn't give the location because or the name because it was so terrible. What went on there? You know, see where this is going. And, uh, oh yeah. So, so they go in and explore, you know, like explore the place and they show like, like there's, you know, filing cabinets open up and the files just strung, strewn, strewn everywhere. And my, my friend's sister, who's the one who's the nurse said that would not happen unless if it was abandoned, like, you know, suddenly, like, you know, the event of war or, you know, zombie apocalypse or whatever, um, because confidential documents like that would be taken to a storage facility or another hospital. They would not be just yep. left. There. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, no, no, mental institutions are always creepy. I loved, you know, American Horror Story is one of my favorite shows and Asylum is my favorite season. Yeah, Asylum rocked. Asylum. And people people don't some people don't like Asylum. Like, I don't understand you. That they don't like the alien subplot, which I thought, I don't know why more people didn't get this. The aliens were meant to represent the true, like kind of, you know, Christian tenants in yep. a setting where everyone claimed to be, you know, to speak for God, but they did they were just bullshitting. No, I completely agree. And it's I my love for like these mental hospital movies and, and stuff it comes from my mother because my mother worked at Danvers State when she oh. was doing her nursing stuff and yeah. the stories she told about that place the corridors that were locked from the outside and the doctors and the patients that were there lived there and didn't leave you know the, it's so fucking creepy you yeah. know and and I I love that kind of shit um, I, I love I loved Shutter Island for that reason. Yeah, oh, Shutter Island's great. Yeah, there was there's a nursing home, there an old nursing home in Duluth. Uh, 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 no Peming is what it's called. It's like just on the outskirts of the west end of the city. And Kyle's mom used to work there, and it's like long closed and like supposedly it's haunted. I think Ghost Adventures was there. 
uh, and they do do like tours every year. They do nighttime ones where you can have a flashlight. Oh I Jesus! To, yeah, I would love to do that. Oh, Kyle's too chicken. He's way too chicken to do that. God damn! Yeah, I love it. That's love you, Kyle. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's that's fucking terrifying. I'm I'm not sure if I I'll do it in my lifetime. I would do but, it with a group. But a with haunted a house in a um insane asylum would be a very hard um thing for me to go through i just there's something so genuinely terrifying about those places um in fact i actually worked at a haunted house two years ago Mm. um and i worked at it with no real intention on like go like i worked security for it a friend needed help you know it's like oh i'll do this and it's a really well known in this area one it's a haunted woods you know kind of thing that they do and so I was, you know, like security at the front and they were like, Hey, you know, for your break, and I didn't know I got a break, go on through. I'm like by myself. Like, yeah, go on through, just hook up with a group yeah. and walk through. And I'm like, and I had, and I'd never been through it. So it's like, I have, um, issues with claustrophobia. Right. And so I can do pretty much, you know, someone runs out of the woods screaming at me, doesn't scare me. You know, but being stuck in somewhere that I can't get out of, um, that I don't see an obvious exit, fucks me up. And there were a couple things in there like that. And I was by myself and there was a guy chasing me around with a chainsaw. And I'm like, you know what? (laughs) This is so effective and I love it. So it's like, I know. The first haunted house I ever went to was so. So first of all, if you look up Anoka, Minnesota, it's like uh-huh. the Halloween cap. It claims to be the Halloween capital of the country. They do a big parade, uh, nice. you know, at the town, and they have like a they had a haunted barn, like just outside uh, of the town. And they, um, I went with like my my whole family and like my godmother when I was probably six years old. Oh no! And they they did the stuff with the strobe lights, like like the scene in Hell House LLC. It was yes. like that when this guy was like running towards me with a chainsaw. It was more like if you've seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre two, when the guy mm-hmm. just like pops out when the light comes on and the chainsaw. It was like that. It was like holy shit. And um, oh yeah, my mom told me not to swear as much in these, so sorry. I'm I think sorry. you've done a pretty good job tonight. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And. Uh, so that happened and it was just like we're we're walking it's pitch black and you kind of see there's like a light like a light that you know like like is going to be turned on and my mom trips over something and she falls and (laughs) this light comes on and she's in the lap of a guy like in an electric chair oh no (laughs) And I was like kind of leading the group. Like that was when I kind of realized like, okay, I'm, you know, a budding horror fan. I'm like this, you know, I about, like this. about eight years old. My parents took us through a, um, a haunted house that I didn't know my uncle was working at. Uh-huh. And so it was just, you know, like a local guy's haunted house, but he like, he owned like a mansion. So it was like a big haunted house. Uh-huh. And at the end of it, there's this like Frankenstein thing, but it's like a Wolfman mask, like Frankenstein bolt, like really intense scene behind glass. 
and they, uh, my creation is alive and he pulls the lever and I had been doing pretty good for this haunted house <laughs> at, at eight years old. And the creation sits up and points through the glass and goes, Chris Chipman. <sighs> and I lost oh, my, my God. And he came out from behind the glass and chased me all the way back through the haunted house. That how does, son of how a bitch. How did know your name? Oh, yeah. It was my how, uncle. Oh, I didn't, yeah, okay, I didn't okay. know he was working there. Like, oh, my. Like, you don't do that to an eight-year-old oh, kid. Well, my, my uncle's a nut bar. He's, he's my godfather. Like, that's, that's like, way, that's just way uh, his cup of tea. Like, he used to work at Union Hospital um, oh in Lynn, which is now closed. And they used to do stuff like, um, like, go into the, like, morgue containers when, like, new guys were working. And, like, they'd go to open them up and then they'd jump out. You know, he's, he's, <laughs> they, they just really fucked with people bad. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, um. We went to another one. We went with like uh, the, so like the the childhood friend that I had, um, and his family, and the the his younger sister got so scared she actually punched one of the guys. <laughs> um, now, have you? Do, do they have haunted haunted basements in Massachusetts? Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah, um, we have one in Minnesota, and that's one of the ones where you have to sign a waiver to. Uh, yeah, which I, I thought I thought it was nice. I mean, uh, edit this part out, please. I mean, you know, when here's the thing, you know, like sometimes I like to be thrown around a little bit. Oh, you and, told you, know, you told me that yeah, when we were talking. Yeah, when you're my size, it's kind of like you know, and it's. I'm just like, no, I was like, I'm, you know, not fighting. Like, no, you know, stop. No, no. I'm just like, yeah. Did you like, I, like, like you Bill Murray in, um, in, uh, um, little shop of horrors. Yeah. Kind of like, did you see that picture? I said, where I had the shaving cream, like smeared all over my hair. Yeah. Just like, yeah, it was, oh, that was so fun. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, obviously that's not for most people, but. I like no, those. no, yeah, no. It's 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 something like I said. I I have a big problem with being held down. <laughs> and so, yeah. um, but but some people are way into it on you know on very very many levels. So yeah. I can see where these you know um, waiver signing you know let the let the characters you know beat you up and fuck you up a little bit can be a can be something people can be into. Yeah, and. Uh... They, uh, and anyways, going back to House on Haunted Hill, I felt like it, it had the aesthetic of one of those, you know, like walk through haunted houses, but in a good way. Yes, it really did. And, and, and the reason for that, and, and this is why I think I love it so much is the reveal as you go through that he went in there and set it up to feel that way. Right. And it's like, all right, that's cool. Like some of the stuff is props and, you know, reset around. It's like, so it, it had that cobbled together. Yeah, you, exactly. Like you're in someone's basement haunted house. And so as the movie starts revealing that shit is a bit more real, it, um, it, it, it has the same effect that like Hell House LLC does where it's like, you know, okay, now all of a sudden something's moving on its own. Oh shit. 
Now all yeah. of a sudden there's a creepy doctor walking around. Well, we didn't pay for a creepy doctor to be here. And you know, it's like why why is he why is he dropping frames and moving all jittery? Three, like, yeah, three three freaks. No, there's four. Get me out of here. Oh, that I I could I could gush about that movie forever. It's it's just really well done. It's viscerally it's so scary. Well it's just like the like yeah, like the buildup and the how they go back and forth in the mockumentary format is just great. Um, yeah. yeah, like my my friends have all just loved that movie, and uh, I want to talk. I want to mention to Steve Cognetti how the Scary Sisters they didn't like the second one because of the the the, uh, the green screen was allegedly too much. It's like it was a morning talk show. Okay, deal yeah. with it. You know, no, come and, on. and and come again, on. I don't know. And if if you listen to my episode with Cognetti, you know he, he. Oh yeah, I love that that guy can wear. He, he's he's very upfront about, dude. You know, we we made this Hell House movie. It was a labor of love, and then Shutter shows up and goes, "Give us another one now." And it's like, yeah. so he goes, "I I had he he definitely had an idea of where he wanted all three to go." And even he says, "You know, the, the second one's kind of rough." And 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 I I can give that, but I still really like it. I love oh, the yeah. mythos building. I love anything that can build on itself like that. Uh-huh. You know. Oh, I agree. Uh, God, I I I, I kind of want another House on Haunted Hill now that doesn't suck. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah the the uh, the the sequel, and it was like they did the choose your own adventure format, which was lead. cute. Which was yeah. cute. I'll give it that. Yeah. No, the, Which, the Grave and the Grave Encounters movies are a better second House and on the Hill movie than House and on the Hill. Oh Hill. yeah. They're not incredible, but I like them. The you know? part Grave Encounters towards the end where he's like eating that rat. Yes. That is one of the only move moments in any movie to legit like make me gag is that scene. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. It's it's disgusting. Um I don't I have never seen a live rat that's really? not like age in my whole life i've seen mice not rats live rats are just rats are disgusting yeah and they're and they're big they're bigger than you even think they are yeah like they're like the size of a small cat they're they're very they're not right i i think i think mice are actually pretty cute no, mice are and even, and even yeah. when i see them like you know we've had some in the house and even when you see them it's like oh, okay it's a mouse I'll, like, I'll just, find a way to get rid of it. Try to try to shoe it out. You know, don't don't kill it. Yeah. yeah. But rats. If 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 there was ever a fucking rat in my house, I would kill it with fire. Kill it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, no. I mean, House on Haunted Hill is just uh, it's great, and the you know we mentioned like the the pacing and so do, have you seen. I don't know if you've seen the DVD of it, but like the the deleted scenes. Uh, it's been a long time. I own the DVD. But... Oh yeah. So the the delete there were two deleted scenes with with the actress uh, Debbie Mazar. Yeah, you know who that is. Yeah, I remember her as the villain from Beethoven too. God, she was a bitch. Oh, Beethoven. She too. was a fucking bitch. I. I prefer that to the first. I personally I do. I do. I, Beethoven um, 2 is the one I saw in theaters. I went with my neighbors. Even though there's like like an attempted sexual assault in a family PG movie. What the hell? Yeah, <laughs> yeah the 90s were a... 
I don't. And as, as a kid, I never, I'm like, I'm like, like, what, what is he trying to, is he like, what's he trying to do to her? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get that. I'm like, huh? huh? I don't, you know, it never hit me as a kid. Like, holy crap. That's, that's what that is. Um, but uh, yeah. And so she was, so Ali Larder's character uh, like took her place. So, so uh, Jennifer Jensen, who she was posing as was her boss that yep. uh she she was on the so she was like uh, like a movie producer and she was on the set and just just a real a real bitch to work with and so she gave her the box that had the invitation and uh sarah ends up getting fired and so she's like yeah consider this your severance pay and then she finds the invite it's a million dollars and is like thank you for the lovely party gift and then the end scene is like after everything where, you know, like Sarah and Eddie have escaped and they've got, they've been rescued. You know, they had, they have their money. And, um, so, uh, Jennifer is invited to the house and she supposedly has inherited it. And she walks and you hear her scream and the realtor turns around and it's the doctor. Nice. That would have been cool if that stayed. Yeah, the um, they they were removed because they thought they like they like affected the pacing of the movie. All right, that makes sense. I guess I mean, d- the movie is definitely paced very well. It is crisp. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's scary, a very and, and it's scary as fuck. I'm I still get scared of this movie thinking of it. There is some very unnerving things going on, particularly in the showing you what went down at the place as to why it closed sequence is an all-timer yes. the 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 patient revolt is really fucking cool yeah the 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 pencil stab through the neck yep that's that's grisly god what an awesome movie so yeah, yeah it's, I it, love it. it's really cool that you know because the, the original the, the haunting and haunting uh, house and haunted hill are both great movies in their own right the originals and um it's so cool that these remakes come and one of them just botches it so wholeheartedly and the other one just nails it and being its own thing. Like, cause I, I like that this movie is an homage to the original as well as being its own thing, you know? Um, it would have been cool if they like went all out with this and did some fucking weird stuff in the theater. Like imagine if this had come out in the age of the Alamo draft house, oh, with, like, the weird premieres they do yeah. because because William Castle in the original House on Hill, he had a box in the corner and the like, you know, giant skeleton popped skeleton, out. Come out, and they were going to do so for Thirteen Ghosts. They were um, for that one. They were going to do like what they did with the original, where you had the special glasses yes. to see them, but they didn't end up doing that. I I really like the remake of Thirteen Ghosts. I it's do not, too. It's not really scary. It's just really no. inventive and fun. <laughs> another another great uh set design yeah great really great is set. the uh i know roger ebert in his review he he hated that movie he it was on it was like one of his most hated films uh on that list and he said that it was like it was so loud to the point where it was painful at, yeah, at least he, in the theaters 
Roger Ebert had a hard time in the late '90s and early 2000s. I, I, I think he, and and I love the guy to death, but I think um, contemporary like cinema, because because he used contemporary like cinema for like younger people, because he, you know, this man gave a three and a half star review to Spawn, right? So, and so, so three and a so, half star review to The Haunting. So Roger Ebert can have fun with a movie that's not great, you know what I right. mean? And, and but there's so, he the things he picked sometimes to get curmudgeony about surprised right. me. <laughs> right. Well, we're Rest gonna we'll do that, that episode. About, yeah, when we do the episode about the village, I'm gonna read the whole review. Oh yeah, his review of the village <laughs> is an all timer. <laughs> One of the comments on his page is it's like. It's from like I guess a college instructor, and they're like, "I use it to teach prose or something in my class." <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I wonder if he could. He would know that. That'd be funny. His response to that. Um, but yeah, they both. Uh, I know the haunting has a, I believe, seventeen percent. On Rotten Tomatoes. Oh yeah, and House on Haunted Hill is probably yeah. something low too. I would imagine House on Haunted Hill is thirty, so a bit better. No, thirty. That's aggregate 30, scores. Aggregate scores on horror movies yeah. are um, always always pretty low. Hell oh, yeah, yeah. And and I I think I think this one, you know, The Haunting was very much the kind of movie that was coming out at the time this right. one felt more like visceral and indie and i like that about it like it has more of like a wow they they let somebody just kind of go all like the fact that a movie this violent and this crazy over the top in the horror genre getting a big theatrical release was a big deal right we weren't really back into the yearly like r-rated horror film again at the time we were more in the vein of like the yeah again because there's the screams and the i know what you did last summers but they're a little bit more or at least i know what you did last summer is a little bit more tame and final destination was right around this same time so this was like a big like switch being flipped back again for the you know 17 plus crowd going out to the movies to see yearly horror movies in october again and you know, this was a year, uh, three years before Saw, you know, and so it, um, it, it, it was very cool to see just, you know, this is something that would be, you know, like a midnight movie, you know, um, type of thing. At least and now this would be like a shutter exclusive, right? This is like, you know, someone's really going balls out trying to make a crazy ass horror movie. And I love that it got a big theatrical release, you know, right. It was a blast to see it in the theater. I, it scared the shit out of me. I yeah, I, oh yeah. I'm yeah. looking up the haunting for what they gave it. Uh, the audience, oh yeah, audience score of just 28. The uh, um, yeah, critical score of 15, Ugh. and then the yeah, uh, uh, House on Haunted Hill. Like I said, was 30 percent critical. 42 audience so yeah, yeah i was gonna say th this movie is about the middle of the road there's some people that love it there's some people that hate it it rented really well this was one that you know we had a few copies in the horror section still at blockbuster when i was there and this uh, this was a constant renter people like this one mm -hmm. yeah so what um you know 
it's uh, you know I I could talk forever on these things, but what's um what's some final thoughts between the two of them? Do you think uh how how would you have fixed the haunting? Let's say that do you is it a salvageable uh, premise? Yes. If, if 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 there's a couple tweaks, and what would they be? Yes, uh, I would have chopped off some of the runtime. I agree. Ten, they could have done without ten minutes of it. Uh and some of uh, like you know better dialogue. You know, it it almost felt like they were going for like a half comedy at times. It did, and, and and I I didn't like the way that it was kind of they staged. They had a very creepy set, very creepy um, imagery, and they staged the movie like an action funhouse instead of like a house of horrors. Absolutely, and, and that's a bummer because the set alone you throw you splatter a little bit of blood on the walls and have a creepy you know twitching like if jeffrey coombs walked around in that doctor outfit during the haunting it would be the scariest fucking movie ever made Uh it it would you know it would have just fit with the set design so perfectly and instead they go for weird like i don't know for, for example crimson peak guillermo del toro yep gothic horror movie 100% 100% does 100% does correctly what the haunting does wrong because that yeah. that movie's going for more of a drama story and a, a story of loss than it is going for horror but it still has some horrific things mm-hmm. and it and again it has it has CG and it has practical effects and you know they they're all there working in unison with each other but the haunting just it 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 never really amounts to anything. It wants to be a mystery. It wants you to solve this mystery. And yeah, this horrific thing happened and the guy that owned the place was evil. And it, it, but it's like, okay, so, <laughs> you know, they, they just, but yeah, I, I agree. I think, I think a little bit of, a little bit of cutting. And if the ghost of that guy that showed up at the end was just like a practical, like creepy ghost, you know, would have been really much better than like the hulking oddly giant sized like cloaked thing it's just like what is going on here yeah <sighs> i agree and then house and haunted hill i mean just it, it's pretty much good as it is i would just maybe have the you know when the thing possessing the place shows up at the end and it's kind of just that like blob of faces the weird CGI thing. It's like, all right, that's a little silly. Again, you have Jeffrey Coombs in there kind of being creepy and awesome. So it, it helps, but you know, that movie, it it wears its, it wears its genre on its sleeve. It's just a genre film that wants to spill a bunch of blood and be scary. And it does it. Uh, I agree. No pretentiousness there at all in it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. God, wouldn't it be cool to get more dark castle films? Yeah, I know. And they just, they just ended that there was, because they did a bunch, and they did some that like were not horror. You know, they were like action. Like there was that one with like I want to say Nicolas Cage. Oh, which one was that? The the one in the car. Yeah, Drive Angry, maybe. Drive Angry. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, uh, I want to read. I found this comment when we talk about the um, uh, the the post credit scene in House on Haunted Hill. Uh, I found I wanted to bring this up. So this was a YouTube comment from six years ago from Al Lowe. Uh, 
because I remember this comment and I wanted to find it and I did. I remember watching this film as a kid when me and my friends were having a sleepover at my house. We put it on the VCR and we all went to sleep not soon afterwards because it was late. I woke up to the end credits and the scene in the dark whilst all my friends were still asleep. It was terrifying. Jeez. Yeah. And I think I saw this. I had already seen this movie, of course, but we um, we watched a sleepover one Halloween a few years later. Kyle was there. It was we watched. It was this uh, wrong turn. And. The f- and Resident Evil, the first one, the first one was the only one out at the time. So watched mm-hmm. all three of these. And uh, I don't think Kyle liked this one very much, but he liked the other two. Yeah, Interesting. wrong turn, wrong turn. I highly recommend. Yeah, I got to check that one out. That's that's way up my alley. So I, I, yeah, I, gotta... I, I love it. It's it's one of those, you know, I like kind of like stranded type horror movies like Wrong Turn, Hills of Eyes, House of Wax, even though today it's like, you know, come on. Everyone has a cell phone and maybe it was just, you know, since I've had Verizon forever, I have never. The only time I've not had cell service is when I was taking Amtrak from Seattle back to St. Paul and it just kind of would cut out as you would switch networks so fast. The uh, uh, speaking of that in, in the last Thanksgiving, um, which is a Salem Horror Fest movie, which uh, thanks killing, thanks killing, yes, <laughs> um, <laughs> so good. Um, I've heard a lot they, about it. Trust me, they they do a um, a really cool thing to 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 you know make that work. Where and again, it's 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 a throwaway. It's a MacGuffin. It's just there to allow the scene. But since they're doing like a seventies, eighties style slasher where cell phones wouldn't have been around, the um, villains have a jammer. You know, like an EMP kind of yeah. thing. And it's like, all right, right. It's good. And that's good what they job, did, like, like <laughs> in your next. They did that. Yes, I, I like that. It's like, and, it's like good and job. Do you movie. make those or are those illegal? Can you buy one? like they're extremely illegal, but you can get yeah. them. Yeah, so <laughs> like I thought, I thought so. I'm like, okay. Um, it's it's kind of like a police, you know, scanner like in your car, like a radar detector. It's like they're technically illegal, but people, <laughs> people have, have, them, have them. them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like that. That's understandable. But like the whole, you know, it's like you know, not have and you know, like the just the massive, you know, like the the amount of people that you know they you know, kill like, like the, you know, Hills of eyes, like in that movie, you know, it's like that whole quarry pit of cars. It's like, you know, it's not that big of an area. If that many people were disappearing, like the FBI would be tipped on to it. It's yeah. like something right here, you know, or then there's like Wolf Creek. Well, you know, the whole outback is you know different. That place is huge. Yeah. yeah. The wolf, I, I, I can buy that one. The outback's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> that, know? that, yeah, that, that movie makes me never want to, Never want to go to the Outback. That movie's oh fucking brutal. Just, <laughs> yeah, that's another I appreci- movie. Just, I appreciate movies like that, but that one's brutal to the point of there is not. This is not entertaining movie. This is just no. like fuck you, like stop. <laughs> but it really, uh, it, it had less gore than I thought it would. It's just very effective. It's very visceral. It is. I guess yes, it way. is. It really. Uh, um, it's one of those movies that just like switches gears halfway through, like abruptly. 
It does. Well, yeah. yeah. So, um, I, it, it, Jesus Christ, it's three in the morning. I'm, um, <laughs> I'm getting tired and you know, dude, I'd talk horror movies anytime with you. So this is fun, but I wanted yeah. to give you final thoughts on, um, the year of 1999 and its attempt to revitalize classic black and white haunted house movies and succeeding on one of them. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what do you think? Yeah. You know, I mean, we do going into this, what it was going to be. And, you know, it's like what we say, you know, even a movie that we don't like or that is quote unquote bad, you know, it still offers a memory and, ex- and an experience. Yeah. I, I, I was happy so, to watch, to watch both of these again. Yes. Know? Yeah. All right, man. Sure. Well, Stefan, you know, uh, remind people again, um, where they can find you. Um, and, uh, this is always a pleasure, dude. Yeah. You can find me, uh, at scream forever one on Twitter. I follow, uh, everything Chris and the Chippa does. Uh, and, uh, I am guesting on a uh, diva dailies, another podcast. And this month I'm in three episodes for the, uh, the, uh, divas of horror month. You guys should uh, check it. it. It's a great yeah, show. You guys got to check yeah, it out. I highly recommend it. Uh, this, uh, this month, uh, this past week, I was on Halloween, uh, Jamie, oh, yep. And then this week is scream for Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox. And then the week after next will be Jennifer's body. Great with freaking Trevor movie. Megan Fox and Amanda Seyfried. Yeah, a great Minnesota themed movie. So you've seen the invitation, right? Yeah. Same, Same director. Same That's why yeah, Karen love, Kasama. I, I love, love her. I can't wait and for then, what with Dracula. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. Oh, Je- Jennifer's body is a we- like. It's such a bummer that there was, was so much hatred for and, for that actress at the time. I and I I saw that movie uh, opening weekend in theaters, and I like I knew it was something special. Like, I mean, I instantly who, fell in love with it. How can a movie written by Diablo Cody and now looking back on how awesome? kusama is how could that not be an like it it, and then people just i don't know what it was if there was just like it It wasn't just the megan it wasn't just megan foxel like there was like this weird vitriol for diablo cody for like three years too it's like you love this person and now you hate them for some reason like are they too much of a hipster for you like come on (laughs) it was uh the movie was very misadvertised too that it was uh it was advertised as being a serious horror film and it was not, and it was advertised as being, you know, for that something guys would like, but it really, it's more about female empowerment. Right. Which, you know, know, in in, in the, in the light of the the me too movement, it's kind of found a new audience in that sense. And it really, it really has, it really has. And that's, I'm really glad how quickly, um, horror adapted that horror kind of like overnight just went, you know what? (laughs) <laughs> fuck it there's there's too little of this in 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 any genre filmmaking out there and we're just going to embrace it and they've gone like because i mean horror had you know in the 70s and 80s the, these the scream queens right this was like strong female characters were everywhere to be found in it yeah. and then for but the fans were still so misogynistic and shitty <laughs> overall that like you know and they that's, wanted that's the thing 
my my mom was always my mom like does not like you know slashers because she says they demean women but i'm like it's the, true it's some of them well yeah but the final girl is a major trope and yep. uh yeah and they you know come out strong and like like okay let's look at the way <laughs> let's look at how men are portrayed in slasher movies <laughs> they're usually <laughs> either the idiot stoner the idiot jock you know who's like you know you know you know whatever or like you know the the psycho killer you know who's a monster it's fair they usually they usually get killed yeah dude it's wild. usually what happens so you know but yeah i mean that's something i, I never agreed with my mom's assessment on that no, it's, you know it's true. and now it's and now you know they're all about you know i mean women watch more horror movies than men and i think that's great and, and I and think gay, gay men, especially too, love horror. I've oh, noticed that. Oh fuck yeah, dude! Yeah, I, I've, I've got. I'd say, let's see. I'm trying to think, because at least six of some of my very best friends are all gay dudes that, like, my my wife and I know, like, through mutual friends. They've been boyfriends, ex boyfriends of each other. You know the. The, the way communities of friends usually work out and every single one of them are obsessed with horror and three well, of them I get constant messages from like, Oh, did you, did you hear the, the new freaking Halloween got postponed? I'm so pissed off. And it's just like, man, yeah, my, my horror friends, man. And you're right. It's, it's such a big thing. And I, I God, we could do a whole nother episode about that. Cause I wonder like the psychology of that. Like, is it, you, you know, like, is it just, uh, you know, you just think about like, why, why is that? Cause at first I always thought that was like a stereotype as you think of it as like, no, like every single gay guy I know just loves fucking horror movies. Yeah. It's and the real nasty you know, ones too. Of, uh, yeah. It's like kind of the outside, you know, being an outsider. And you I know, guess it probably kinda, comes from the camp cult midnight movie thing where that was like a big part too. of yeah, a big part too. of that crowd because it was like this is something that brings us together because we're doing something that regular society doesn't accept yet. Right. So that, no that that's that's and I hate to use the word regular, sorry, accepted society at the time. Yes, mainstream. It, it, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to use the word regular because that is not what I fucking mean. No. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? But yeah, no, so again, we, God, we'll just keep segging in new things. But I, I got to pass out. So, dude, as always, thank you so much for being on. These were these movies were a blast to revisit and a blast to talk about. And uh, yeah, we'll come up with a name for, for this segment of this show. Yeah, um, you have to have music too. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. But yeah, um, uh, uh, thank you guys, all of you, for, for shooting the shit with Chippa tonight. And thank you, Stefan, as always, from uh, for just coming up with cool ideas of things to talk about. I, I really appreciate it. Well, um, you came up with this one and it was my yeah. pleasure. I'm glad we finally got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. We well, yeah, this one. This one's been a labor of love with COVID and everything else. Um, and just schedules. It's just been really hard to make this one happen. So I appreciate it, bud. 